The Money Show. Other people's money. 23 minutes to 8 o'clock. Rain for Bruce this evening, and I love the feature. It's called Other People's Money, you see. So we get to spy on somebody else and see what they're doing. But the reason why we like to spy this evening, because it's very interesting. We're speaking to Sheldon Tatchell, the founder of the Legends Barbershop. And uh, I've seen a few, I've seen the Legends Barbershop one or two, and walking around, you think, oh, that's so interesting, the artwork there. In fact, the one I remember there was with the Soweto Towers, the two sort of milk towers sort of in Soweto, and I thought, that is South African culture. Sheldon Tatchell joins us now. He's the founder of the Legends Barbershop. Hi, Sheldon. Good evening. Welcome to the Money Show. So take us through from when you first started thinking, mm, I'm a little youngster, but I want to cut some hair. Take us through right from the start. Yes, so it all started at the age of 14 years old. I mean, uh, I was a curious kid going out to, to different barbers in my community. And uh, looking up to these barbers as superheroes, uh, then being able to make people look good about themselves and yeah, feel good about themselves as well. So, so I wanted to be that superhero uh, that just makes people feel good about themselves. Uh, at the age of 14 years old, I used to uh, visit different barbers and just try to copy what they do and uh, doing the same thing at home. So, so one thing I used to do each and every week, uh, I used to visit these barbers and just learn from them look what they're doing uh, and come back home and just uh, yeah try to do the same thing that they're doing uh, uh, okay, well, yeah, yeah Sheldon maybe if you yeah, just go to, yeah just go to sort of a quieter place there's wind there there's all sorts of things sorry, oh, okay okay sorry 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 there we go got you now got you now yes yes yeah yeah so I think uh, long story short the age of 14 was when I started uh, I eventually begged my father to to buy me a clipper instead of uh, Christmas clothing uh, and he done so at the age of uh, 14 years old and and, uh, and if I can remember just to give free haircuts to all the school kids out there uh, and that's how I basically practice and uh, master the skill of barbering since the age of 14 years old Right, how many shops do you have? Uh, currently there is just over 60 yeah, I think 63 shops now. <laughs> yeah, so 63 stores right across the country. Okay. We have stores uh, in South Africa, Botswana, Namibia, and Lesotho as well. That's amazing. That really is amazing. So it's a franchise. It's easy to get into a franchise. But let's just go right back to those early days. You used to hang out in barber shops, And then your parents, I suppose, had other ideas. Because when you say, Mom and Dad, I want to go and cut hair, they're saying, no, we want you to do something else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So my mother wanted me to to be a doctor. My father wanted to for me to be a boxer. Uh, but I turned out towards my father's side. Uh, I ended up doing boxing, but it wasn't my complete passion. My my passion for cutting hair was still there, and it was predominantly in what I used to do on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. So so eventually I followed my passion, and then as a kid. Uh, you always hear your parents ask you, how can you make a career out of cutting hair? It's not possible. And, uh, yeah, a couple of years later, yeah, I'm <laughs> Now, you also had a mobile barbershop. Did you have a, a motorbike, a scooter? How did that work? So what happened, Ray? Uh, so I had a barbershop in 2011. So basically, Legend started out 2011. We then closed down uh, due to partner issues back then. 
uh, I had to find a way to serve customers. Uh, but back then I was still working at, at Standard Bank. That was my nine to five. And, uh, and customers would still call me and say, where can I get the haircut? And instead of them coming out to me, I would, I would then buy a scooter and, and decide to go to them after hours. So, <laughs> so after hours from five to nine was the time where I used to go to customers, even week, weekends was the time that I used to serve customers. And this was basically my way of just coming back into into the barbering space and just, yeah. just restarting from scratch. And this was 2013, 20, yeah, 2013 going on to 2014 when we relaunched uh, 2014 in the Park. Right, so you relaunched. Was it very difficult to get it going? Because a lot of people listen to The Money Show because they get business advice on how to start up their business. Take us through that relaunch. You had a bad business partner. Things didn't work well. You got your scooter going, but eventually you had that first shop. Take us through that. Was it difficult? Yes, uh, definitely, because now you have to uh, regain the trust of, of your employees. You have to regain the trust of customers. And you... And you have to come up with with your strategy in terms of how you want to retain customers and what is going to be your USP going forward. So I think uh, that whole phase, especially starting out, uh, was one of the most difficult periods. I can remember uh, I haven't paid myself for like uh, three months ever since we relaunched and just being able to, to pump everything into business, just wanting it to grow as as much. Uh, I, I think that was one of the most difficult periods uh, mm. of this business, yeah. It's interesting. In fact, uh, Nikki, she says, Oh, Ray, I'm so happy with the legendary barber team at Northgate. They're a super group, and she's actually sent through a video. Nikki, if you can tweet it and just uh, hashtag or just include at Ray White SA, then I'll retweet for everyone. So it shows that you've definitely had the support of people. Is it the support of returning happy customers? How does that work? Yeah, I think uh, uh, that's really hard, Homin. Uh, just to share a story with you, Ray. Uh, when I started out uh, cutting on the stoop, this was 10, just over 10 years ago. Uh, all I had was just a clipper and a chair and cutting out on the stoop. And I always wondered why would people come, come line up at my space on the pavement. And uh, right across the road was a barber for me. Right across him, there was another barber. And uh, doing my investigation skills, I went out and to see what, what makes me so different, what makes me so special compared to people wanting to line up here by me. And I went over to them and it was just a monetary transaction. Uh, for them, it was just, just cover customer next, who you understand. And, and back then I realized what made me different. Uh, what happened was that, that on your chair, on my chair, yeah. as soon as I'm done cutting your hair, I would make notes. So I had a notebook uh, and I'll definitely make notes out of the conversation that we had I'm speaking to Ray White, uh, and he's a presenter on 702. Uh, this is the show that he's having this week, you understand? And just make reference. <laughs> so next time when you come sit in my chair again, I'll, I'll basically pick up on that conversation. And that, oh, wow. and there's a simplest way that I'll build a relationship with that customer. And I think now, now that same yeah. culture has taken on all the legends barbershops across the country. That's amazing. That really is amazing. You're chatting to the founder of the Legends Barbershop, it's Sheldon Tatchell. Maybe you got some questions. You can WhatsApp them on 072 702 1702. The Money Show. Other people's money.
and in other people's money, talking to Sheldon Tatchell. He's a founder of the Legends Barber Shop and finding about uh, finding out about being a personal barber. And I like that, Sheldon, because people will go back to you because you also become sort of a friend. And that's something that I think Sheldon that's that's lacking in this country is just pure service, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely true, Ray. Because because people want that personalized service, especially especially the industry that we're in. Uh, people really enjoy that personal service. It doesn't matter how good you are, as long as you can offer that personalized service. And I think that's what's very important. Yeah, it's interesting as well, but it's also giving hair tips. And maybe you can give us some hair tips from a pro. And I'm talking about certain styles, certain ways to do things. I've got a son, and my son loves to have these zigzags in, in his hair, that kind of thing. So... If you have a look at that, you also have to have your uniqueness, don't you? Yes. Yes, I think you have to be a master at at what you do. I think that's, that's the first point. Uh, you have to know your industry in and out, and you have to be so good uh, that people that people compare you to to basically one of the best barbers out there. And I think, I think you have to have that difference. But, but upon that... You also have to build that relationship with the customer, and uh, and that's that's the most yeah. important thing that you can put together. All right, there's a question here about franchising. Is it easy to open up, say, a store under Legends, the Legends Barbershop? How easy is that? Is it expensive? Is it quite an involved process? What goes into it? Uh, so, so the process of opening a franchise store. One thing that you have to do, you have to send through uh, this application on our website. It's legends-barber.com. Fill in the application. Uh, then our team will definitely get in touch with you. It's basically just application with all your details. Uh, and the team will get in touch with you uh, with regarding more details. So basically the first step is the application form. And from there, there we're looking at uh, yeah. all your tests basically the whole process screening and all of those things. Uh, and from there, what we do, uh, we call you in for interview and, and just to see if, if you fit the profile of, of the perfect franchisee that you'd like to bring into our space. So I think uh, that process, and once you pass that process, uh, then it's easy sailing from there. Franchises start from about uh, 1.1 for six chair. Uh, and it can move up until 1.3. Right. And then with that 1.1 million to 1.3, it would come with a certain style. Now, as you say, with a franchise, normally there's a certain way to cut hair. There's a certain way to do things. Do you have a whole yes. sort of booklet or sort of training course, masterclass that goes with that? Yes, yes definitely. So so including FC, it's basically a 10 operation. So, so your staff is fully trained. Uh, so we do have have uh, training centers located all across the country. So whenever we need to open a store, uh, the training centers from that community, we use staff from that community to actually plug into the store that will be opening the community. That also retains the culture across board. Yeah. It's interesting. I see that Ricky Rick was also had one of the one of the branches as well. Very sad his passing and also an article, Barbers Raise Awareness to Prevent Suicide. A very tragic, tragic incident of what happened. Yes. Yes, I think uh, he, he was he was definitely one he was basically the first franchisee 
to take on to take on a legend store. And I can remember this was the number ten store that we opened in Waterfall Corner. Uh, yeah, it is a sad story across board, but I think the impact that he left with us will surpass. Yeah, it's very sad. Certainly is. Something else I've noticed as well, you had a partnership with Nestle and a masterclass. Tell us about this initiative, because the reason why I say this, it's really great to get young, budding hairstylists to get into the field, because it's very difficult, very often it's very difficult to get into this, because there's no specific class that goes for this. Yeah, that's true. That's true, right? Because I think uh, one of the skills that you don't learn, especially coming from... Uh, a rural community is how to build a business uh, from nothing to something, and how to take your business from point A to point B. And I think that's one of the that's one of the most difficult things to do, especially uh, barbers, salon owners, or even entrepreneurs out there just trying to build a business. So I think uh, the Bowen Masterclass was just aimed to empower local barbers, local entrepreneurs to help them take their business to the next to the next level. Uh, I was sharing, I was listening to sharing all the skills I've learned over the past years and seeing how can I assist them uh, in order to take their business to the next level. Yeah. Okay, there's a question here, and sometimes we do have to laugh at ourselves. Have you ever had an instance where you were teaching yourself to cut hair and you walked away and you thought, uh-oh, I shouldn't have done that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, like, it was one of those blunders where you learn uh, and it was definitely, it was definitely experiences like that, that we, it's a phase that you go through and you're not applying the red, the right steps to the haircut. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I think it's definitely something that I've been through. All right, so you're not going to confess to what you did. You just, uh, we'll, we'll just leave it there. It's okay. It's only it's a national radio station. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Sheldon, taking our culture, taking our styles overseas, up into Africa, overseas, have you thought about this? Because looking at the pictures of what you've done, there certainly is a market for this in other lands as well. Yes, no, definitely, Ray. Uh, we have, we have been merging into other countries as well. Uh, we are looking to broaden our scope and uh, enter into more African countries. We see that it lies more in Africa than in overseas because we, because we can relate more with the people in Africa. So I think uh, our focus for this year, year is just to focus on Africa as a whole and see how we can uh, open more stores uh, across the African continent. Yeah, it's an SMS here. It says, please explain the decor. Where do you get your ideas from? Because it is very original, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so we wanted to make it a simplest form uh, in terms of the black and with the bright light. Uh, it's something something that the architect has been working on, and, and we managed to get it right. Uh, I just think, I just think we, want, we want that simplest look all our stores and when people walk in uh, they can just feel they can just feel at home in the stores but I think uh, the deco is around just it being as simple as possible yeah if somebody wants to get involved another question is there a website they can go to how do they get uh, in contact with you yes so uh, they can 
You can visit our website. It's uh, legend-barber.com. Uh, our social media handles on Instagram, it is legend uh, underscore barber. That's on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Legends Barbershop. Uh, yes. yes, so you can just, just follow us on social media and you'll definitely get information about Legends Barber. Sounds like a budding business, it certainly does. Founder of the Legends Barbershop, Sheldon Tatchell. Thank you so much for coming on to The Money Show this evening. We certainly did learn quite a bit.